Hello, this is Diana Castro, and you've just tuned in to Leaders with a Mission. And today I have someone really special, so let me tell you about her. Her name is B. Pila, and she's a soulful and mindful interior designer, teacher, author, and pioneer of the design enlightenment movement. Her true passion is to raise consciousness and up-level the way people live by tapping into their inner truth to create an inspired life from within. She does this with her interior design clients, and she doesn't stop there. She also does it with the upcoming next generation of interior designers, as she shares her wisdom to lead the industry with more soul and less trends. With you, VP. Thank you, Diana. V, this is the second time I have you because I know there's so much that you have evolved. Like there's so much in you that must be expressed out in the world. So let me start with this new, it's not a new mission. It's an upgraded, up-leveled, more tapped into mission. I like that, upgraded. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so much has happened since the last time we were here together. And uh, yeah, it is a very upgraded mission. You know, this whole thing has been an evolution for myself, but I think we're always in that stage. You know, we're always... The kind of people that we are is always what's next. Yes. But I'm really enjoying the journey also, which is really nice. Tell me about like this upcoming generation of interior designers and how you're infusing all of your legacy to live on through them. Well, I think the last time that we were talking about what I do, I was in that process of creating the book and aligning my whole brand and my business alongside the book, Sacred Spaces for Inspired Living. And it's a guide to design enlightenment. And design enlightenment is really a merger of the two loves that just passion for me. It's a passion movement for me, a full love affair with spirituality and with design. And I've always been on this kind of mission to merge those two into one because I truly feel that all of us create from the inside out. We don't create from the outside in. It's an illusion that we actually create from the outside in. Anything that shows up outside of us... Started right here. Starts right here. And it's, it's really kind of a metaphor for my life. How is it that I'm an interior designer? I design your interiors, but in reality, we all do that. We design our life. And that's kind of what I do on this mission with Design Enlightenment. And it's a process, right? I, I wrote the book as a seven-step process to really get that going. And it's I wrote it like a textbook. In fact, the whole thing is called a course syllabus. It's really ironic. I look back at it as like, oh my God, what was I thinking? But it really has become a teaching tool, not just for my practice in interior design with my clients, but I also take it to the schools as well. And I create what's called the Design Enlightenment Challenge because I find that students of interior design today are losing that tactile, emotional aspect to interior design. We live in a very digital world, but there is nothing digital about this, the feel of this fabric, right? So I teach that. And I also teach spiritual classes every Sunday uh, to another group that um, that really warms my heart and brings me a lot of joy. So I've been able to merge those two things that were very disparate mm -hmm. in my life at the time that I came here. So if it seems like alignment and permission to play in all rooms, which was one of the things that yes, you said. Yes, play in all your rooms. <laughs> but it's permission to like, like live through all of the parts of you 
fully. Yes. That, that you get to do what you do with your interior design clients. And the ones that are aligned are, are those that come through that space of wanting to bring out what they have in. At least that's what I am interpreting. Is that true? Yes. And, and it's really interesting because I discovered that the more I became really, truly aligned with this idea, um, the more I attracted, of course, the clients that were wanting that kind of sanctuary. And listen, we've all been through this uh, pandemic experience that has really transformed our lives. Everybody went in. <laughs> Literally. Literally. Everybody says like, it's like, you know, God said, hey, you know, you've been bad. We've got to put you in timeout. And that's what we did. We took a time out. And what happened is we discovered how do we feel in our spaces, which is what I'd been speaking about the entire time. All I told people was, I don't want to talk about style. Please talk to me about how you want to feel. And please talk to me about your lifestyle. Because this is not about style. I can do style. You tell me what style you want, we'll do style. But it's not about style. First, let's talk about life. How do you live? How do you want to feel? What is the lifestyle that you want? Yes. Rather than, I, I love this picture in this magazine. Right. Because it, that picture has nothing to do with, with your you. life. Yeah. I know. It could, maybe, but we have to discover that. And actually, that's one of the, that's the first step. Yeah. It's let's discover who you are. So at the beginning, I start out almost like a therapist. You know, they have to fill out a questionnaire. You know, we have to get dive deep. I tell them literally, do not talk to me about your Pinterest board yet. Okay, I want to hear who you are and I want to know how you want to feel. And that's what I teach the students of design too. Because if you do that, you have this incredible journey because it's a long journey when you're creating for someone, especially if you're starting from the ground up. It could be years. I mean, we can start building a house and we don't like see it. Like you're marrying to them. You're, yes. like, you're like part of their marriage. Yes. And, and you become the therapist. <laughs> exactly. And I know them. I tell them at the end of it, I said, I'm going to know where your socks go. <laughs> Don't I know where your undies are. Yes. <laughs> so I I love to go through that journey because I'm, I'm definitely a people person. I love people. I love getting to know people. And the beauty of that is at the end of that journey, we become great friends. And you have lifetime clients, not just clients once. You have clients over and over and over again. When you do it right. Yes. Every year, I am blessed to have at least an 80 to 85% return rate on my clients, which is a beautiful thing. I get to, I don't have to market myself so hard. It's not so hard. I don't have to social media myself to death because people come back. When they have a new journey to, to find, you know, a second home, they built this one, they changed, they're empty nesters now. They start, when I started, they had babies, you know, and now I'm doing second generation. If I get to third, oh boy, I don't know about that one, but let's not talk about, let's not talk about third, but you know, let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> when I was writing your bio, I was just like, how do I describe her without like the cliche parts? And, and, and I couldn't help it by, by saying like soulful and mindful interior designer. Have you ever seen yourself as that or is that like? Absolutely. Soulful is my number one, except that it wasn't as popular the word as it is now. Now that you could be standing in a grocery store line and talk about your chakras today, but you know, 10 years ago, that was a little weird, right? So today, you know, people have become very awake and aware. 
there's a huge awakening, I believe, happening across the board. And I think COVID had a lot to do with it. You know, people had time to go in and people had time to quiet and become, you know, at peace with themselves or maybe create a little chaos at home because they discovered that that really wasn't what they wanted to be feeling like or who they wanted to be with. So a lot of changes happened and I think that it gave us an opportunity to take a pause and that's really the first step of finding out how to be mindfulness is to take a pause, mm-hmm. is to stop for a moment and think. You know, um, you can use the metaphor of a room. You know, the first thing we gravitate to is, okay, how do I fill this room? Let me pick a sofa. That's the biggest piece, right? And you have to think that a sofa may or may not be the right piece of furniture for that particular purpose. Mm-hmm. I call it, this is, a, this is a phrase that I use a lot. I say that furniture placement is the architecture of behavior. It's how you want to behave in a space because we are human beings. We sit, (laughs) we eat, we stand, we do things. And whatever we do in those rooms activates the space in the way that we placed it and how we behave. So if you want to commune more with your children at the dinner table. How do you make that happen? How do you make that happen instead of us all being on our screens, you know? So this is, a, this is a phenomenon that is occurring every day. And, but we don't stop to think about it. We just do, 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 mm-hmm. um, instead of B, B, B. 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 <laughs> <laughs> right? Pun intended, B, B. Yes. <laughs> I, I said that, you know, I had a friend of mine who said, you know, B, they named you all wrong, you know? This, they named you all wrong. It's not, you're not B, you're do. You know what? That was the B before. Now I B. <laughs> you B first. Yes. And then you do. Um, this is so How, like now in retrospect, what has been the most significant thing in your up-leveling from the time that we first spoke? So if you haven't watched that uh, episode, I invite you to check it out. <laughs> and right now, like this um, business is like the art of being soulful, like being in business is a, a soulful experience. You're yes. continuously have to like renew energy, refresh, reconnect. What has been that for you? Because this is like four years ago. I know. Well, I think first of all, you know, being an entrepreneur to begin with is a very unique set of skills and personality types, right? You have to have a lot of, you know, lack of fear. You need to be able to take risks. But I think what has really up-leveled for me is really stepping into the role that I was meant to play, which is I always thought I was a creator, and I still am, mm-hmm. or an interior designer. That was the role that I kind of encompassed and behaved in. But today, I feel more like a leader, mm-hmm. a thought leader. I feel more like a philosopher, like a spiritual healer. In fact, my goal is that design enlightenment is something that I can teach to others so that we can exponentially create um, a movement of peacefulness at home, something that truly aligns through authenticity. Everyone wants to be validated and everybody wants to be one of the greatest things you can have is to feel authentically in yourself, right? So to have that authenticity in your home is the grandest experience and it's healing. It actually produces wellness This is scientifically being happening today in neuroscience. They're proving that if you have 
a window to look outside in a hospital room versus a room that doesn't have a window, you recover faster. I mean, neuroscience is catching up with the evidence that proves that we are connected to nature and that we need to be authentically within it. When we do that and when we become practitioners of this, we're able to create that for others. For those that don't have the awareness and are not necessarily in that world, we can become that for them. Wow. That's the ultimate goal, is for design enlightenment to be a household name, like we say feng shui, Yay. right? We just went through Chinese New Year, right? And everybody talks about that. And people don't really know what that is, but it's energy, right? Mm -hmm. So if we're all vibrational creatures, if we are all energetic creatures, and how do we feel best? I mean, we feel best when we are part of nature, okay? So we gotta get back to our nature. That's why some people were going crazy inside of their homes. They needed to be outside. Once they got outside, they were like, okay, I I feel human again, right? The more we connect to that, the more we're capable of feeling at our best. And the more people that are happy, you know, happy people make happy people. (laughs) That's just Unhappy people make road rage, (laughs) you know? Um, A very important question that we usually ask here in Leaders with a Mission is, what is your personal definition of leadership? And I wonder if that has evolved or if you have insight that I might tap into. Absolutely. I believe that a leader is someone that has the capability of inspiring others to act through love and not fear. Mm. I love that. I love that. And I don't know if that has evolved because I think that's the same thing. So you have pretty clear your own definition of leadership from the get-go. <laughs> I, I think so. I mean, to be a leader, you know, I've been blessed to get a lot of practice at leading others. I lead others in my business. I lead others that are my clients. I lead others in my group, my spiritual group. Um, and I, I lead them really through teaching. Yes, you are a teacher. I have become a teacher and I never thought that I'd be a teacher. I denied it. I added it to your list because it wasn't. <laughs> I was like, she is a teacher. Yeah. I'm just going to put it here. I'm just a teacher. I denied it forever. I was like, mm, I'm not a teacher. I am a teacher. I give up. Yes, I give up. I'm a teacher. And what books are you currently reading that are fueling your soul? Well, you know, I'm an avid reader and learner. And I just recently reread for the third time, believe it or not, uh, Napoleon Hill's classic, Think Think and Grow Rich. And it's funny because the, 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 the title of that book makes you think that it's like a business book or something, but it's not. It is so spiritual and so grounded in law of attraction that it's the actual merger of the two things that I love. It's a step-by-step process to get to manifest what you dream about and what's your burning desire as a leader. So it's all about all of that. And then on the spiritual side, I always have on my nightstand uh, Neil Donald Walsh's conversations with God and um, and I'm reading I'm reading a very fascinating book on constellations called it didn't start with you on ancestral wow yeah on ancestral lineage and how our DNA from our ancestors 
gets carried through, it's not just about the color of your eyes and your hair and your skin. It's also the pain traumas that families carry through. So I want to thank you for coming here. I want to thank you for your authenticity, for your devotion to um, serving, for your devotion to expand your legacy, for, for your thought leadership. I am happy that I get to share this lifetime with you and I'm happy that I get to share your message with others. So thank you so much for being my friend, <laughs> my supporter, and, and for you know shining through your light. Well, thank you for allowing me this opportunity to serve. I, you mentioned service, and I think that that's actually the greatest discovery that I have tried to teach. The first thing we need to do is serve, and everything else just comes naturally. So thank you for serving in this way, Diana. You're very talented. I love you with I all my heart. <laughs> And for those of you who wonder, hmm, how can I get in Leaders with a Mission? I have a message and a mission to share with the world. I'm going to invite you to check us out at leaderswithamission.com. But wait, there's more. That's right. <laughs> I would also invite you to consider that if you want to make an impact through the power of video to the masses, if you want to create legacy with the power of video, please check us out at forproductions.com. All right. I'll see you on the next one.